Welcome back to the DA Sports Roundup. I'm your host, Charles Montgomery, along with my co-host, Nick Kramer. This week, we are mainly focusing on men's basketball and women's basketball. And we have some tough news. Nick has an apology. You're listening to the DA Sports Roundup Podcast. WV Sports from WVU's independent student newspaper. So, Nick, you made some comments last week that you ended up not being very proud of. You were confident when you made them, but this week you would like to issue an apology. Is that correct? Yeah, guys. Uh, last week I made a comment about not jinxing Noah Adams and his incredible winning streak. Uh, that I guess went out over the air. Uh, I'm deeply ashamed of these comments. I pride myself in thinking of myself as a man of faith. As there's a three-point shot by Kaiser Gondrzic, and that will make it a 33-28 ball game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was a decent apology, I guess. Not, not bad. Um, you got a little caught up in what's going on right now. Women's basketball team is doing well, leading right now against the Kansas Jayhawks, looking like West Virginia will win Another game, possibly uh, its 11th in a row. So the Mountaineers continuing to roll on. But let's let's take a step back, Nick. Let's talk about wrestling and just what happened. What did you do? What did you do? Last week we were singing your praises, really, really feeling good about this. And, I mean, high school wrestler, a lot of knowledge about the sport. Again, And no. you do this. <laughs> Please explain. Uh, once again, want to clarify, not a high school wrestler. That's, that's beside the point, Nick. Give <laughs> us a reason why this happened. I, Speak. I truly believe it is. It's because, you know, when I was talking last week, not only did I say, you know, I don't think I'm going to jinx him. I jinxed my jinx by saying I've been doing this for over a year and a half saying this. And I don't see myself jinxing him, so... You honestly just ran your own self out of luck by saying that. I really did. Very disappointing. Noah Adams, just to clarify, if those of you who don't know, he did lose against Wyoming on Saturday. It ended his 39 straight match win streak. A very tough loss for him. He did bounce back, though. He beat Air Force and Fresno State later on. New streak started. So the streak has already begun again Not for him. to jinx Very good. Not to jinx him. Let's do a couple knock on wood here. Uh, but not bad for Nick Kramer. He felt pretty bad. I will. I have to say, just so you all know, our thousands of fans out there, he felt very bad. He was, he was very uncontrollable. I'm sorry, thousands? You mean millions. Millions. I'm sorry. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. I read the analytics wrong. Missed a comma there. Missed a zero. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Nick was very sad about that, very heartfelt apology, as you could hear. I think he meant it, kind of. I don't know if I'm going to be putting a headset on here We're or We're not wearing headsets. <laughs> We're not wearing Don't worry about that. We're not wearing headsets. So, but let's move on. A little bit more uplifting thing to talk about. Since our last podcast episode, West Virginia men's basketball has picked up two very impressive wins. First against number 23, Kansas, on Saturday. Finally beating the Jayhawks. It was the first time Mountaineers had lost five in a row to Kansas going back to the 2018-19 season. And then beating number seven Texas Tech just on Tuesday night in Lubbock, Texas for the season sweep. Nick, Mountaineers, they're putting it together. They've put, put out two great games in a row. They face Oklahoma on Saturday, but let's take a look at how they've performed over these last two games. It, it's been incredible to see what they've done. I mean... In this past game against Texas Tech, you had foul issue with uh, Derek Culver. He 
he picked up his fourth foul with 15 minutes left in the game. And and first off, this game had a lot of fouls, if you noticed. Um, Which it was kind of expected. When you look at this matchup between West Virginia and Texas Tech, it is usually the most physical game West Virginia plays in when it plays a Big 12 opponent yeah. every year. Always a very physical game between West Virginia and Texas Tech. So you expect these fouls. But I don't know if we expected the amount of fouls in this game. How many total fouls were there between the two? I, I believe there were 50 fouls. 50 fouls. That's In the, uh, in the Texas Tech game. Um, and Chris Beard had a huge foul near the end of the game. It was about 23 seconds left, I believe, and his player, Kevin McCuller, gets a foul, his fourth. Chris Beard has a little outburst on the on the court and, and believes, you know, it wasn't a foul, starts yelling at the refs. And I, and I think that that was kind of also, uh, the outburst was breaking in with the whole uh, Mac McClung foul that fouled him out of the game with one minute left. Um and, you know, Texas Tech was in that game until Chris Beard fouled out. You or could, not fouled no, out, got ejected. You could tell the game was over. It was right over, now. but, like, it was still a six-point game at that point. And I think— And then West Virginia goes and hits five straight free throws. And I think he understood when he did that he was just sick and tired. And I have to give him credit. There were a lot of ticky-tack foul calls. And they honestly looked like the Super Bowl out there. And for someone who was on the floor with an outburst, he had a ton of class in that moment. You know— uh, he went over, he fist-bumped Coach Huggins on his way out, you know, just kind of, you know, good game. You know, yeah. let's get out of here. Which I think if I had to choose a head coach to root for in the Big 12, other than, of course, our Lord and Savior Bob Huggins, Chris Beard is probably high on my list. I like Chris Beard a lot. I, I, I feel like a lot of West Virginia fans do like Chris Beard. That, that is something I saw a lot on Twitter following the game, was just West Virginia fans saying, I love his energy. Um, I, I love that he was standing up for his guys. And then the fist bump to Huggins was a big thing, I think. But let's move on to a young man who had quite an impressive performance. So West Virginia, the announcement comes out fairly shortly before tip-off against Texas Tech. No Taz Sherman, who just put up a career-high performance yep. against Kansas with 25 points. He is a game-time decision which ultimately ends up in him not playing at all. And now how are you going to replace a guy who just had a career high the yeah, night prior? He's been on a tear, not just Kansas. He's been tremendous. I know a certain individual in the sports section just wrote a very good story about Taz Sherman's uh, play over the last few games. I don't know who that was. Can you remind me who that young man was? It was, it was you. That was me. That's right. It was me. So I have. I think we are probably the most knowledgeable people when it comes to Taz Sherman right now. I would assume. I, would we, assume I think we both have done a extensive research. Extensive dives extensive into some uh, work. But to replace Taz Sherman, Coach Huggins goes to a man who had been starting before Taz Sherman, and that young man is who, Nick? Sean McNeil. Sean McNeil. And Sean McNeil does what, Nick? He says, I see your career high, Taz, and I'll put up a career high of my own. He and he scores 26. 26. Not just 25, 26. What a performance. Taz Sherman has to sit on the bench. Obviously, he was happy for him. Mm -hmm. You can't be mad. West Virginia is rolling along here. Picks up a huge 11-point win on the road in Lubbock. Hadn't won there in four attempts. Finally beat Texas Tech. And now Taz Sherman on the bench. Sean McNeil steps in. 26 points, a career high. West Virginia looks impressive. You know what the issue I saw, though, between both of these games? Kansas and Texas Tech? Mm -hmm. Miles McBride starts slow. 
You know, he had two points in the first uh, half of this Texas Tech game. But that you have to look at the fouls. He was on the bench that a long true. time in that first that half against true. Texas Tech with fouls. He had two fouls very quickly and sat for virtually the final, I believe, 10 to 12 minutes of the first half. He was on the bench, mm-hmm. which was good because West Virginia still went into the locker room with a lead without Miles McBride, obviously the most potent playmaker for West Virginia. You go to the half, you're still leading without him really contributing. And, I mean, he comes out in the second half and puts up 18 points. I I, I will settle for somebody putting up just two points in a first half if they're going to come out and play in the clutch time putting up 18 points, you know? Oh, yeah, and I think he, he continues to do that. He's, he's had those two games where he was kind of off after he had a big performance against Tech, and then he had only nine and nine back-to-back games. But he's kind of crawled out of that. He had a great game. He had 31. He had a career high. What are we talking? What are we doing yeah, here? Yeah, we didn't even. We forgot that. about Miles Bright. I don't know how he did, but thirty-one career, thirty-one points against Kansas, a career high for him as well. He had twenty-nine when the game ended, but there was an update to the stat box, and he was actually given two more points, so he had thirty-one points, a career high for Miles McBride against Kansas, and then Sean McNeil on Tuesday. So yes, Miles McBride, he's kind of gotten out of that little two-game slump, if you could call it a slump, and he's been tremendous, and he's. Obviously been the glue all year for West Virginia. And now you throw in Tess Sherman, you throw in Sean McNeil, Derek Culver, one of the few players in the country averaging a double-double. Not only that, with Derek Culver, I think with this team he is also the most consistent player on the court. You know, Unless he gets into foul trouble early, he's going to give you a double-double or near a double-double every single game. That's Derek Culver? Yes. Yes, I think you're right. And that was the thing was the talk was when Oscar goes – how does that affect Derek Culver? And many analysts, many people saw that this was actually positive for Culver. It opens up the paint for him, which it has. Mm-hmm. It really has. And I think he's been very good. You noticed something, what he's been doing. What was something that he's improved on tremendously going back kind of to the Florida game? Well, yeah. So before the Florida game, and if you were listening and watching that game on ESPN, uh, you probably heard the announcer mention that his free throw form looked a little weird. Now, maybe you were looking at it like I was, and you saw that it was a new form, and that game he shot 14 of 17 from the free throw line. Um, Keep in mind, Culver is a career 53% shooter from the free throw line. Since that game, he has shot over 80% from the line, um, including 7 of 9 against Texas Tech. It has been a huge improvement, and I feel like if he remains comfortable with shooting that free throw like that, I, I think he will be more aggressive in the paint. Okay, so we don't really want to get a prediction from you because of what you did to Noah Adams. But just give Oh, me, then in that case, I think he will not keep up with the free yeah, throw. Yeah, <laughs> let's not look to the future here, but let's now look at let's, let's look at the immediate future for West Virginia, and that is a game against Oklahoma Number 12, Oklahoma, on Saturday. The Sooners coming to Morgantown. This is a huge game for West Virginia. This game, if West Virginia is able to win this game, it could really separate itself from the rest of the pack in the Big 12 and kind of be one of the last teams on the heels of Baylor. Of course, the news also coming out earlier this week, the West Virginia games against Baylor twice next week on Monday and Thursday have both been postponed because of COVID-19 issues at Baylor. So once West Virginia does play Oklahoma on Saturday, and then it will have a whole week off before it plays Texas again. But this game against Oklahoma, 
West Virginia can really separate itself from the rest of the pack in the Big 12. And it's a huge game against a very good Oklahoma team. This team is no slouch. It beat West Virginia back at the beginning of January. Well, let's hold on with that, though. They did beat West Virginia at the beginning of January. That was also the first game that the Mountaineers had without Colbert. Okay, see, now I have a problem there. You cut I mean, into what I was saying. I'm sorry. You cut into what I was saying, and I was going to say that. And then you still mess it up and you say Culver first. So nice going. <laughs> nice. Very good effort there, sir, trying to get it in on me early. But no, that's right. That Nick is correct, I guess. He read my notes. <laughs> Derek Culver was the first time he was the only big man on the floor for West Virginia without Oscar Shebway against Oklahoma early January. And Mountain I believe, fell behind big, almost won that game, though. I believe they only had, what, one day or two days of practice uh, since Oscar announced before that Very game? Very few. That is true. You know? Very few games. This so, is a different team from that. This is Very, a completely but, different team because they have, in this Oklahoma game, you know, you didn't really have a huge uh, three-point shooting effect that they have going on right now. Jalen Bridges was the high scorer of that game for West Virginia with 19. Now, if he can put that up, that's great. But he is not a guy that this team looks to right now. No, and he hasn't been the guy to look to for a couple games now. He's yes. kind of been down. He continues to start for West Virginia, which I think is a, the right move. But he hasn't been a playmaker like he was early January. He's kind of slowing down a little bit. I don't know if he's hitting kind of that freshman wall. This is his first season playing for West Virginia despite being And it's a long season. Year. It is a long season, especially with COVID. It just adds to the stress level. But this Oklahoma team has gotten better along with West Virginia. Both teams have shown improvement from when they played. And you look at the players Oklahoma has, the man that stands out is Austin Reeves. He couldn't play for a couple, uh, about 10 days between games. Uh, he did recently play for Oklahoma against Iowa State over the weekend. And he has been tremendous. He is leading Oklahoma in scoring. He's one of the tops in the Big 12 in scoring right behind. In fact, he's behind just Miles McBride. He's the seventh leading scorer in the Big 12. West Virginia... Mountaineers will win this game. You have to control Austin Reeves, but then you have multiple other players to handle. And what do you think? But now, well, let's be honest. Yes, uh, you have to try and control these guys defensively. This team is not built around defense. The Mountaineers here, they're going to be coming into this game looking to outscore them. They're not going to be looking to keep them, you know, under a certain number. I think you want to try and limit them a little bit, but for the most part, it's going to be, can we outscore their uh, top scorer? And I think you're exactly right. West Virginia, it it became very apparent, especially about, ooh, I don't know, a month ago, they were not going to be outscoring teams. I'm sorry, they were not going to be out-defending teams in certain cases. It was going to be, can we score more to win games? It was going to become, can we put up the offensive numbers that we need to put up? And so far, West Virginia's doing that. It did it against Texas Tech. It needs to do that against Oklahoma. Just give me your prediction rounding out the podcast episode here before we get to women's basketball really quickly. But just give me what do you think happens on Saturday? I, th- I think the Mountaineers go in there and they you know, keep doing what they've been doing. They outscore Oklahoma. Uh, Derek Culver, I think, will have a big chance at the free throw line. Uh, that's kind of what I see. I, I think they outscore them. They keep it going. They lost 75-71 in the first matchup, so, yeah. It's going to be a tight battle. I think West Virginia can pull it out. This is a huge game for the Mountaineers. This is a very winnable game at home against Oklahoma. But just real quick to wrap up the podcast episode, this is a shorter episode this week. The West Virginia women's team, I have the game pulled up on my phone. They are three seconds away. 
and they're actually going to do the inbounds here, and the game just now ends, and the West Virginia women's basketball team wins another game, Nick. The Mountaineers now 16-2 overall, 10-2 in Big 12 play, and have won 11 straight games. Can you believe that? 11 straight. who is up next for them? They have, after Kansas tonight, the Mountaineers will face, oh, would you look at that? Oklahoma. Yep. And that is on Sunday in Morgantown as well at 2 p.m. So the women on their, on a big game again as well against Oklahoma on Sunday while the men's team faces Oklahoma on Saturday at 1 o'clock on ESPN Plus for the Mountaineers on two, at 2 o'clock on Sunday on ESPN Plus for the women's team. But both teams looking very good. Big games for this weekend. Can I just real quick add... Another apology? No. Oh. I hate ESPN Plus. Oh, yeah, I think I, I hate think you it. agree with everybody. The fact that we have a top 25 matchup this week uh, between West Virginia and Oklahoma and it's on ESPN Plus might be the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You might have to look at that and see that they, when they scheduled that game to be on ESPN Plus was back early January and Oklahoma wasn't where it's at right now. So you might give them a little bit of a you know a break on that, but still. That is fair. Saying. I get what you have to say. But I feel like you could flex that around maybe. But just This is quick, a game that should not be on ESPN Plus. But you know, I won't have to worry about where I'm watching it at because you know what's going to be happening? Where are you going to be? I'm going to be there. I will be there. Oh, so. wow. Good for you. Okay, you know what, but whatever. No, hey, there's a lot of listeners who can't I go. didn't make people cry over the weekend because you jinxed a wrestler for our pro, our West Virginia wrestling program, sir. Okay. There are a lot of people Reel who can't in. go to the game, and you're just bragging in their face. There's wow. no one else here. I'm talking wow. to you. Wow. And okay. you're the one who was crying over the anyway. weekend because the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, so whatever. <laughs> but you know what? Before we get into a, go uh, a punching bag match here, uh, I don't know what that means. Couldn't tell you. Boxing match, maybe? Is that what you're going for? (laughs) Who knows? You wrestled in high school. You would know. So this is our episode for the week. We will see you all next time. I'm Charles Montgomery. That's Nick Kramer. See you next week. Bye.